Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to I Am Tutorial Podcast. Look here, this is, <laughs> I'm excited about this particular interview out of all my interviews. Um, you know, there's not too many people I see as mentors and sisters, just, it's crazy. However, I'm really excited about this. We're talking to a author. She's been in the game in a minute. She, she got a lot of hats, y'all. So we're not even going, you know, food. She got hat hats, you know. However, I met her years ago. Now I'm thinking about it eight and a half years ago. Uh, I met her and she's become like a big sis to me. We've walked some walks together. She has blessed me in so many ways because she, if you guys read my book, Authentic Transparency, Forgiveness to Freedom, she is the editor of that. Um, she has been a speaker for my women's empowerment. She is a survivor of breast cancer. Um, she's an author herself and a playwright. Like she's doing all these things. Oh, and by the way, she works for the school system. So let me tell you something. When I say hats, I literally mean hats. <laughs> Whoa, she works for the school system. So I look up to her so much. I want you guys to give a round of applause to my viewers and to my listeners. Give a round of applause to my girl, Burl Bracket, my love. How are you? I am awesome. I'm so excited to be right here at this moment with you. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm like excited because a year ago you was editing my book. <laughs> I know, right? And let me tell you what, I loved it. I so told, I loved it because you just opened up your heart and you put it all out there. And it's I, been amazing. I can't believe it's been a year, honestly. Um, I thought about that earlier today. I was like, oh, it's really been a year because I remember it took me so months to edit it because I saw already, I saw you and your son's edits on the room. I was like, oh God. Mm -hmm. But I got comfort because you guys was like, no, this is dope. And I was like, for real? <laughs> mm -hmm. You want me to be how deep? Mm -hmm. Wait, you would be detailed. And I will say I, I'm so glad because I, I told you, well, if you tell me this is what I gotta do, I'm gonna do it. And <laughs> it's it's crazy because I have people reading the book and it was like, whoa, whoa, that's that's detailed. Like People said it was actually in the moment and um, people are now asking me to go audio. So I am actually in the process of working on audio. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we're going to go get this audio on. But it, it's been an amazing ride with this book. And I told you, I was like, hey, you're just going to edit the rest of my books. I don't have time for this. Um, but now I know going in what I need to do. Um, so I think I'll have less edits this time <laughs> because I'm like, I know. But, exactly. you know, but because of your guidance, um, I've sold over 400 um, books. We were excited about that. We were excited about that. I am yeah. like, wow, 400? Whoa, whoa. And with mm -hmm. the book, um, my job is like, hey, we want you to do a series about grit and just going through these mm -hmm. things. And now I'm also doing life coaching. So I'm utilizing my workbook for the life coaching part. Um, and then now we have a retreat behind the book. And then you see the shirts and everything to where we are officially branding. I am forgiveness to freedom to where it's actually going through the uh, trademark. So oh, awesome. So it's just moving. Just moving. <laughs> I love it because when I talk to people and they ask me, to edit and they talk about well who you you've edited and stuff and and should we change this i said you should look at shatoria's book you should look oh, at how it how it lays out or how she put her heart out there you want to make sure that you kind of like encapsulate everybody put them right there in the moment and i had to tell them i was in the moment the whole time 
I was in the moment. I was upset on some parts. I was in that moment, but it was really good. And I was very impressed at how you survived. Uh, you know, my commander said she read my book on a plane ride because she was getting ready for my promotion ceremony. And she said she she said, said that she was like, I was mad. I was ready to go fight. I, exactly. I was like, wait a minute. And then she said when she got to the end, she was like, oh, you girl, you. Yeah, you, you mm-hmm. went through some things and you know how they tell me, but you don't wear it. We don't see it. Um, so, I mean, it's a blessing because again, I've had great people in my corner, including you helping me. And we had talked about this book for a while. Um, so for mm-hmm. me to actually sit and do it, it was like, and then to really, you know, I even let my uncle read it. And my uncle called and was like, look at here. <laughs> look at here. I was like, oh, and you know, it's, um, I'm having all, all walks of life read it because mm-hmm. now as a, a military person, I have people who are, we call it the SHARP program. So sexual assault victims and everything, they go through this SHARP program. And a friend of mine who is the SHARP representative, she was like, hey, somebody needs to really need your, read your book. I, I don't want to give you the information, but can you, I was like, got it. Don't even worry about it. So I, I built a subscription box for that. Mm-hmm. And um, she is enjoying the book. And I put in a thing, when, if you write it to talk, we can talk. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't even know who the person is. So the fact that they're utilizing my books for that as well was actually a, a true blessing. So I was like, oh, this is dope. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I remember, I think we had a conversation about your book. And when I said that somebody needs to read your book, so they're waiting on you to write your book. Yeah. We're having that conversation. That. <laughs> so now, like, you know. now you know. I was like, I don't know if anybody's ready for this, but. It seems the world is, and I'm I'm super proud to be able to give it out, but I could not have done that without you. You what? know, uh, I've had the opportunity to interview at my book lunch about my book, and mm-hmm. but today, I'm excited because your book is basically out. Um, broken Pieces, and you was writing that while you was editing everybody else's book. Yes, yes. So, you know, we don't get into Broken Pieces and, you know, because I'm... I'm excited. I can't wait to be able to have my feet up with my coffee and be like, <laughs> get the fuck. Um, I've got a couple of books I got to read now here soon anyway. So, um, but so here's the thing, you know, one of the things that I love about your writing skills is that you've turned some of your books into plays. And so one of my questions, first of all, how many books have you written? I've written about four books so far. Um, I am, I'm on actually since Broken Pieces is done, I'm working on my next one. And the next book is called, um, warrior teacher so we know that the pandemic is here and there's a lot going on but we need to just kind of like just camp around them and just you know pray for us because we're right there in the trenches we call it the trenches because everything is going on and so I wanted them to know that even though they don't have on a cape they go in every day they go in every day to get it done and to help the students so that's the next project that I'm starting on i need to sit down and just interview some teachers i, I just need to hear some teachers hearts and be like you know because let me tell you your, your your kid over here she told me today she said how was school it was okay i guess and she's been happy about going to school but today was just odd and i was like why she said well we had to have recess inside mm-hmm. and i was like why well the teacher said well just a lot of people outside and we're just not going to do that and i'll say okay <laughs> Exactly. I said, I said it's okay. She goes, no, it's not. I need coronavirus to end. She was like, 
to go outside. And we I, are love with her her. Teacher. I love her teacher, her teacher, even her teacher last year virtually. Mm -hmm. um, awesome. And I'm, I'm their parent. What y'all need? Can, can I send some snacks to class? What, what do you need? Mm -hmm. Because I am not a teacher to a point. However, I, virtual, not my calling. You guys mm -hmm. did great. Not my calling. It, it is not. <laughs> and I guess because I'm also trying to work. And at the time, I was right. in the book and stuff like that. So I give y'all a, a mad credit. So I think teachers need to have a platform where they are safe. They can speak. Exactly. Um, you know, a lot of times we're all not going to agree with things, which is cool, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. all right. But how long have you been in the school system? Oh, God, I've been in the school system for probably 20 years, 20 plus years now. Ooh. Yeah. Mm -mm. I started out, I started off sub and then I became, I started teaching science and whatever else, because they needed a lot of teachers at that time. And then I decided, well, I had a friend of mine that talked me into becoming a media specialist. That is the best place in the building. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Put me in the library with the books. I'm good. Well, you know, that is your realm anyway, because you are an author. And not only that, the media area, which we're going to talk about because you produce music as well. Yeah. Um, so that is your field. Like mm -hmm. that's like your calling. That's that's your specialty. So it's not surprising. You out here producing CDs, mm -hmm. um, producing books, editing people's stuff. I mean, what is it that you don't do? I'm trying to understand. You're a mom, you're a grandma, you're a wife. How long have y'all been married again? We've been married like 30, 33 years. Mm. <laughs> 33 years, yeah. Hold on, and I'm 30. I'm going to be 39. So, wow. I was yep. really good when y'all got married. So, you know. <laughs> yes. Ooh. It's been a minute. It's been more than a minute, but yeah. No. And did you know, but you know, you are, you guys are a warrior. You guys are a survivor. Like I said, you are a breast cancer survivor, which I love. I love that aspect of your life because you have hit roads that a lot of people don't touch, but the biggest thing is you don't look like what you've been through. So that's a, a blessing. Now, Broken pieces. I'm, I am. Um, I'm ready to see this because you've been writing it for a while. And so here, out of the four books you've written, because you've written kids books, mm -hmm. out of four out of the four books, which one was the hardest? Broken pieces. Mm. Broken pieces. Oh. Let me tell you why. Because we we talked about this too, and we had talked about some things in event planning. And you said, just write. Sometimes you just have to cry through the moments. And let me tell you that <laughs> I had to cry through some moments because broken pieces, I put it out there exploring grief and the grief uh, I felt when my mother passed. Remember, we had that same yep, thing going that on. that in common. Our mothers both passed of lung cancer. Exactly. So, and it was, it was, it was tough. It was tough. And then you're looking for comfort. You're looking for somebody to talk to and to tell you, okay, well, you know, it's going to be a, a, okay, but you're like, you know what? I don't want to hear that right now. Right. I just need y'all just, just pray on me. Just, just leave me in the corner for a minute. Just leave me in the corner for a minute. Let me just cry it out. So I explored grief because I was grieving really hard or not really grieving because I said, I'm going to throw myself into my work. But then I had this come to Jesus moment where on my way to work one day, I just started boohooing out, out of nowhere. Just boohooing. I get to work. I'm like, okay, get it together. You can do this. I go in and they took me to the principal's office. They say, you got to go home. You cannot stay here today. You got to go home. So I went home and cried that day. 
So I said, in order for me to heal, I really get over it, but just kind of like um, treasure her memory. I had to do some research on the grieving process and just write it. When I write, I write about things that I experienced so I could get it off my chest and I can feel better. That's how Broken Pieces came about. And as a matter of fact, when I had spoke to you about doing the book launch and everything, that was the first draft and I was almost done. But then I looked at it. I said, it's not done. Yeah, because we were back and forth for a while about this. This Mm -hmm. is before COVID, we were talking about this book launch. And I felt like it wasn't done. It didn't have that. Mm. And the character was kind of like, she was kind of like even kill. But when you grieving, you, you, you're not even kill like that. You right. know, you're going through some things. You might want to experience drugs. You might want to experience the alcohol because you are trying your best to cover up your feelings and not really accept the fact that, they, that your loved one is gone. So yeah. even when my mother passed, uh, my uncle passed two months after that. And so I was like, mm -hmm, I was like, okay, all right. All right, God. Okay. Okay. So broken pieces came about like that because I felt like I was broken into pieces because it's like, you lose your mother or loved one. You're like, what do you do now? You can't go home because home is not there anymore. Home is not the same. So broken pieces came about like that. And the main character is Bethany. Bethany is funny (laughs) to me. She's funny. So Bethany, she had it going on. You know, she in the church and everything. She's singing for the Lord. And she had that faith as small as a mustard seed. This is what we're taught. If you have that faith that God is going to heal, he's going to deliver, and he's going to set free. Well, when Bethany didn't get that, Bethany lost her mind. She started questioning everything that she thought about God and saying, you know what? I had that faith and God did not heal her. So what's the point? So that's how my book came about. Just exploring grief. And I had I had the pleasure of interviewing one of my childhood friends who is now, he's a pastor. We talked about grief and how how things happen, you know, in, in, in the grieving process. So I had to do my research on that one. That's big because everybody does grief in a different way. And COVID has definitely put more than people well god has give us more than we can handle but my my facebook has been rest in peace rest in peace rest in peace rest yeah. in peace and it's like whoa okay wait a minute um and the crazy about we've never seen this many people die at a time exactly um exactly. We, we haven't and um i was speaking to this retired chief who does mentorship and everything and he says you know, in America alone, 7,000 people die in a day. He said, take COVID out of the mix. Mm-hmm. 7,000 people die a day alone in America. And I'm going, ooh. So he was like, tomorrow you promise, handle your business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's gotten to the point where now some people are so stuck into grieving, they're not living a life at all. Exactly. And, and, I would never tell someone how to grieve, but the one thing that I, I, I thank God for, God prepared, when my mother passed, he was preparing me for my grandmother and to where I took their, their deaths differently. But because I've already grieved my mother, I need to know how to handle business. And, and, and I hate to say it and not be selfish because, you know, we get stuck. Mm-hmm. We get stuck. We don't want them to go. We're stuck. We're like, no, they're supposed to be here. And then once you really finish kind of 
going through your process, you realize they've done their time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and that's hard for us to actually comprehend, honestly, as humans. Mm-hmm. But with faith and knowing God and knowing his word, I started to readjust my thought process um, mm-hmm. and helping myself and other people get through processes because, you know, like me, you talked about before, grief can be a long while. However, though, it's how you grieve and what are you doing? Are you putting their, their death in vain? Like make something of it. And that's one of the things that I'm proud of. you know, same with you, we wrote books. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, about that. So um, how are you feeling now that the book is done out how are you feeling um, about your grief? Are you in a better place with the understanding? You know what, mom, you good. And I'm, I'm better. How, how are you feeling? I am in a much better place. When my mother was going through her, her chemo and everything for um, the cancer, my prayer to God was, I didn't want her to suffer. Right. But when he didn't let her suffer and, he, and she left, I was like, Lord, you know, she was supposed to be here. She was supposed to be here, but I was also grateful too. So I was kind of torn. I was grateful that she didn't have to suffer, but I met her. I am in a much better place after finishing this book. It's like I did. I breathe and and let everything go. Yeah. I'm with you because I remember mine and I was like, Oh, I actually did. And I never forget when it came in the mail. And I was like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this is really out. But I think it was my book launch. Not, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And I asked God that day, what am I supposed to be reading? And he had me read um, chapter 17, which was about my final goodbye. And mm-hmm. I never forget reading that piece and the tears started to roll. Because in my head, I won't lie, I thought I was good with my mom and my grandmother's death. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm great. Mm-hmm. But I felt so much relief when I read that. And I was like, no, I'm good now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really good. Like, y'all mm-hmm. proud of me. We straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We good. And I've literally been in a whole peaceful trance since. Like, I think when we write everything, we let it out. It's, oh, it's out. You know, compared to holding it in, because, you know, holding it in, it goes back to that forgiveness and that freedom. Holding it in, you're, you're making yourself in boundaries. So I'm, I'm glad to see Broken Pieces is finally done. I know. <laughs> you know, it's been three years. All some pieces and... <laughs> Like, um, because you've been working you have definitely been working on a while but that goes back to the the grief mechanism mm-hmm. and right and right and doing it now it, it do you plan on having this book as a play i've explored that too so you know i have and you I know, know. So like let me ask the question <laughs> yes i do am i flying back in for a play let me yes, know Yes, you oh, are. Okay, because yeah. I can't wait. Because <laughs> we're, we're gonna we kind of just explore it because I know that through this process, writing and you know too, it's a healing process because you get everything off of your mind, out of your heart, and on paper where you can see it and you can release it. So I'm sure, and I'm hoping that whoever reads this book, they will be set set free. That freedom right there. That's the best feeling ever. That they will be set free. And you know, it, it, it allows people to look at grief in another light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're used to telling people to go see a grief counselor and those type of things, but it comes a point where look, we just need to be straightforward with you. Look, 
Mm-hmm. We got because people are, are are staying in a bondage for years. Um, because one, they don't know God's word. Mm-hmm. Two, they cannot see themselves without that individual. And that is one of the things that I have set myself up in life of making sure, especially, you know, Jamar being an adult, we are not going to always be here. Right. If that is the case, A, B, C, and D, because it's reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so when I went home a couple of weeks ago, I haven't been home since 2007. Mm. And, you know, going actually into the town where I grew up at, where there's so much damage mm-hmm. that were done in that time. Um, I've had so much relief because I was like, oh, I've grown up. i am not the same person Mm -hmm. and to know you know man i I grew up on this so that little girl is now dead and gone this is now an adult we're good um and so you know and it also helps you when you are dealing with grief and correct me if i'm wrong it helps you deal with planning for your leaving a whole lot easier because you understand you understand and you want to make sure that your loved ones you know they're prepared I remember the conversation mom, she would always have with us probably about eight or so years before she passed. She always wanted to go to the funeral home. She wanted to make sure that we knew what to do. She did her own obituary the eight years before she left. Her casket, everything was picked out. And I'm like, I'm not going with you. I'm I'm, I'm not doing that because you're supposed to be. I'm not doing that. She's like, well, baby, you just need to be prepared. And I don't want you to be stressing about what am I going to wear? Picking out the casket. So we just going to go ahead and get this taken care of. Well, I didn't go. My brothers went. I didn't go. I didn't go. Do you regret not going now? No one know about the word. I do. I do. Because she wanted to make sure that we would be okay, that we didn't stress. It's going to, I guess she was thinking it's going to be enough when she passed. But then you got to think about What's going to be on the obituary, the program? Who's going to sing? Is anybody going to sing? What scripture are you going to put in there? Are you going to put any pictures in there? Uh, what you want to wear? What song you want in there? What what color the casket is? You know? Mama said, I got this already. I need y'all exactly. to be on board. Exactly. So she had, let me tell you what, from her insurance to everything in her safe, everything was laid out. Everything. So we didn't have to do anything. I'm giving that Matt credit because here's the thing that I have an issue with. I have an issue with, you know, with the passing of the actor AJ Johnson and his wife posting about they needing money. And you see so many GoFundMe accounts. It goes in my head when we get it, as much money we spend on everything else, we don't take the time to spend money on life insurance. Take the time to learn it and invest in that. Exactly. $20, $30 a month. Exactly. Because we're gonna leave this earth. That ain't even. That ain't even a if a if and no. It, it's it's just when. Exactly. Um. Because in my heart, I feel like people act like they're not gonna leave. No, no, baby. Yeah. No. So you know, like I told you know, I told my husband, I said, y'all better cremate me. Ain't got time for that. You better take that money and go figure some of us out. Mm-hmm. These kids will cremate me. You don't have me and nobody. Look here. First of all, what we not finna do is spend money on first of all on on the inside of the ground this is why i'm glad we got friends in that field because when they broke it down i was like who about to spend money like that mm-hmm. gotta go take that money and figure that out what y'all mm-hmm. ain't about to do is put me inside this ground and then come crying 
to this section every day every day because you haven't let me go yet mm-hmm. nah but we don't even do that mm-mm, mm-mm. y'all better go pour me in somebody's sea or something and, and go live your life mm-hmm. but again it goes with the fact i know the word i understand it right, right? my whole goal i won't lie going home i was supposed to go to the graveyards of my mother my grandmother my uncle they all buried together i cannot tell you where they're buried at but they have ashes Mm-hmm. We just buried the the urns. Oh, okay. Can't tell you where they at. Mm-hmm. And I went home like, okay, I'm gonna go see them. Nope. Mm-hmm. Didn't go. I went to the I went to the cemetery where my grandfather was buried at because he buried buried. Can you not? Could not find it. And I was like, I know my grandmother. I know she had a headstone. I think it was not meant to me, meant for me to find. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, I kid you not, I came home and I told Ron, I was like, I didn't need to go because they're here. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't need to know where they're buried at. I have ashes of theirs. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know where they was buried at because at the end of the day, what is it going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, I mean, I got to let my cousin know because he needs it because he, he wants to fly his mother's ashes to Georgia to bury them. But other than that, mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Okay. And so I definitely get the, the, the grief complex. Now, what you doing to play, that's going to be a sensitive one. Not necessarily, because the book has comical in it, too. It's, it's You can okay. laugh at certain points. I didn't want to make it all drab. Okay. So you can laugh at certain points. You know, you, you, you're definitely going to laugh. You're not going to cry the whole time. And you're going to be like, I know she didn't. She did not just say that. So it's not going to be all doom and gloom. Okay, so we got some roll neck and some laughter coming up in here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm ready exactly. for that. Exactly. Now, how many kind of how many characters you kind of got in this book? I have about the main character is Bethany. She has a best friend, um, Cynthia, and then she has those are the main two characters. Okay, but then you have like, without giving away, you have the dark characters. I'll say that mm. some dark characters in there. Okay, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm ready. I'm ready to sit down and be like, oh. <laughs> now, when is the book out? It's going to be out October the 1st. October the 1st. Boy, this is going to be real dope. And where can, so they can get this book where? They can get it from my website on burlanthonybracket.com or they can go to um, Amazon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to get some pre-orders in here. Now, okay, this is a question and not really for the audience, but for me. Are you doing a book lunch, ma'am? Are we we're not doing a book lunch? I am, I am not for the simple fact that I couldn't really find a venue. I know I see your face and I didn't have anybody to help me do it because she decided that she didn't want to do event planning anymore. That I don't mean I wouldn't do stuff for you. I'm just you saying. Call me. I'm just, I, there are some people I will come out of retirement for. <laughs> But I am gonna do something. Not this weekend, okay. though. But I will do something. Okay, it could be a little some some at the house, you know. We're- exactly. See, I thought about that too. Just having something like um, simple at the house and have some people over. A friend of mine did that. She did one at the house. She had nice little adverts, food, salads, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, she did a cookbook, so she did it at her house with a small. Okay. So it was very simple, really nice. Um, but we definitely got to make sure your book gets blasted. Mm-hmm. to the core mm-hmm. um because you know it's one of those things that where people need to hear it people need to read it they, they need to understand you know this is real life it's real and 
grief is grief is real real and some people are still in grief from 20 years ago Mm -hmm. exactly and they still can't move on I know I I know of a young man who's who's grieving so hard he cannot he cannot move forward he's drinking all the time now he can't move forward and that's been maybe 10 years ago he cannot move forward but from this book I want them to know you can still move forward because you're still here Yes. You don't have to stay in that state. Grieve, do what you need to do. Yell, kick, scream, do what you need to do to get through it. But the thing is, you need to get through it. You've got to get through it unless you're not going to move forward. You're and you're not. Um, with that question, um, what do you think your your calling? Because you out here doing it all, but what do you think your calling is that God has you doing? It's funny you would say that because, you know, my husband tell me I want to do too much. And then I say, but God put all this in me. So what am I supposed to do with all this then? I I mean, he didn't just give it to you just to be sitting on the shelf. That's the case. Then he's going to go and give it to somebody else. Exactly. So my callings, I want to make a difference. Even when I was little, I always want to make a difference in the world. I want to make wholesome movies or wholesome um, uh, plays about his love, about why he died for us. And I want to bring in reality. You know, I'm, I'm not the one that goes for all the cussing and all that stuff. And I, I, I'm, that's not my calling. But I learned my calling some years ago because I thought that, you know, you know, I did plays for the church all the time. Mm-hmm. But when I did my first play, we were in a leadership meeting. Bishop Palmer said, okay, so uh, what time is it? Are you going to charge? And I, I remember that, yeah. Remember that? And I was like, wait a minute, charge. I'm just trying to do a 20-minute play at the church. That's all and I want to do. Look how great it was. That was the dopest. Mm-hmm. We was laughing. We was like, we know that dress, the one that took me to hair on. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a good time. All you need to do was have a small reception to go to it. But that was exactly. pretty dope. I remember that. Exactly. So right then is when I knew that I could not know. I couldn't any longer just stay in the church. I need to go outside of the the four walls of church. And I think that's what my ministry is. My ministry is to uplift and encourage people to let them know that God loves you, regardless of your circumstance, regardless of what you're going through. And if you remember uh, my play, Have You Seen Him? Where the the character, you know, she's upset with her daddy. She ain't seen him in a long time and everything. Her friend's crazy and things like that. That's real life. People experience that. I had so many uh, text messages or any, a lot of things about, okay, what are you going to do the next play? Or, man, that was me up there. I want to make sure that they know that they aren't alone. Have they you are- thought about redoing that play again? We were just talking about that. We were just talking about that. We got to find some different characters because, you know, yeah, they moved. And then I don't know what happened to my daddy in the play. So um, we, we just yeah. talked about that. But I do have another one uh, <laughs> that we've been working on. It's a virtual play. It's called Hope. So we're trying to get that together too. And, um, you know, I'm always have things swirling in my mind all the time because I, I feel like God has given me this. So I need to birth it. I need to make sure that it get out there because somebody needs to hear it. Yeah. So. Well, I'm definitely excited for you. I was about to ask you what's the most important thing in your life. Uh, 
we, we, we've kind of talked about them already because I already know, you know, what's the most important thing. You have your husband, your three boys. And even if you have three boys, you've been blessed with some grandgirls. Mm-hmm. One, one so far. Well, grandbaby, grandbaby. But, but I have a daughter-in-law though. So you got it's your girl. Right. Uh-huh. So you yeah. were like, I guess I'm gonna be the only female in this house because well, you know that's what I was thinking, but I was so glad that Leah Grace came along. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cute as be. Mm-hmm. And the family is doing absolutely great. So it's so good to see everybody mm-hmm. um doing great. So, and you know, to my to my listeners and my viewers, so you can always, if you on my Facebook, if you on my Instagram, you will find her BAB. Um, so if you have a book that you need edit and Correct me if I'm wrong. You have a publishing company too. Well, we're working on that too. (laughs) Working on that. Still coming. Yeah, Um, we're working. But yeah, if you definitely need some editing, she is the one, and she knows about the children books. She knows about the regular books because she's done them. Like she has four books. Like I said, one of them is definitely a children book, and so it's just nice because you know, in the eight and a half years to see the growth. Um, I'm blessed that you've been able to see the, my growth because oh, it's amazing! I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, we've grown. We've been I love it. Mm-hmm. You I remember the day how I became a mama to that little bitty person in there, and yeah, I love it. So love you it. know, it's it's been a lot. Eight mm-hmm. and a half years, things has changed. Even hair colors, just things mm-hmm. have changed. <laughs> just, but no, um, definitely everyone, you can check her out. Um, if you go into the, the description box. You will see her information in there, but you can check her out on IG, uh, Burl Anthony Brackett, B-A-B, and even Facebook, she is on there. You can hit her up for that, or you can hit me up and I'll send her your information about editing. And if you just have questions about writing, period, she's absolutely dope. Trust me, she is not going to sugarcoat nothing at all. Trust and believe that. And so I've been blessed because, you know, uh, her book is out, Broken Pieces. You can get it off her website. You can get it off of Amazon. So you guys know Amazon be shit. Um, And do know you can always go on my Facebook page, my Instagram, and see the information and also um, go that route. You know, we're always supporting. So like I said, she's my mentor. Anytime I'm doing another book, which I will be doing another book, The Game Changer. I laugh about that because of the post I made and you was like, this sounds like a game change. And I was laughing because I was like, mm, woo, when the game changed. And you know, the crazy part, I was thinking, like, okay, God, if I'm going to talk about this, what we're talking about. And he literally like, faith. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so I'm still working on the details of what that book really going to be about. And I have a strong feeling everything that I've learned from, because for me, the book is about marriage. Faith. Okay. Okay. And I was laughing because when you when I, I typed that thing up and you was like, I was like, oh, the game really changed because when I think about marriage and the complexity, the things that went to get there and be in it, mm-hmm. um, I thought about the women in a Bible that I was rocking with. And I'm actually thinking about writing in that form to where me, Sarah, oh, yeah. Anna, Esther, I won't even lie. I tell you offline. I won't even lie. I, I kind of got an idea. You may laugh at me, but it was like I see it. Um, but th- they really got me into the understanding of marriage, preparing for marriage, faith, mm-hmm. being in marriage, preparing to be a mom. It was a lot. It's like mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus. So we'll talk about that. But to my listeners, to my uh, viewers, um, thank you guys for joining us as always, as you know, season three is doing what to do. Um, check us out on IamShatoria.com on my, uh, if you're looking for the podcast, you can also check us out on YouTube as you're looking at right now for those looking and those listening. I am Shatoria.popping.com. You know, we drop every Tuesday. And I am on IG at I am underscore Shatoria. And we're on TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. So we are growing in these. Check it out Motivation Mondays, our soul for Tuesdays, our winning Wednesdays. And we here just in, and we're beginning to answer questions that people may have. So definitely, definitely um, hit us up with your questions that you may have. You will stay anonymous. Nobody will know it was you. All right. Love you guys. Thank you guys. You guys know I do not say goodbye. I always say see you later. And as always, we walk in love, we live fearlessly, and we always, always, always have a whole lot of faith. Hey, check you guys out later on.